Welcome to Relevant Tones. I'm Seth Bostead, and this is the second in a two-part episode called What's the Narrative? This was originally a live-streamed episode. I had several guests, including writer J. Robert Lennon, composers David T. Little and Natalie Shawashim, and performers Nick Fotinos on cello and Yasuko Ora on piano. Of course, we were all coming to you from the comfort and safety of our homes. Uh, so in the first part, I left off right in the middle of the sonnets by Andrew Norman. We had heard with shifting change, and to be so tickled. Let's jump right back in now in the second part, hear the rest of the sonnets. We're gonna hear my tongue-tied muse, so far from variation and confounded to decay. And then we'll have more conversation and music on this theme of narrative in literature and music. Here are Nick Fotinos and Yasuko Ora to perform music by Andrew Norman. Thank you. 
nice thing, Yasko. That was cool. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. Absolutely great. Yeah. Yeah, Yasko. Space. Um, we haven't talked to you very much tonight. So, uh, what, what? Tell us about your thoughts. Uh, the Andrew Norman piece, or any thoughts that you've been thinking about while we've been chatting this evening. Well, you know, it's funny because when I play Andrew Norman's piece, I actually don't think about the narrative so much, but I feel like each movement has a specific gesture that he's going for, and he just runs with that. And it's nice and concise and, you know, like to be tickled. I mean, it sounds like you're being tickled, and it just, I don't know, puts a smile on my face every time. And um, I don't know, so it, it kind of goes against the theme of what we're talking about, the narrative, but I mean, I just, I guess I think of most of these music as gestural and it has a lot of color and that's what I enjoy exploring when I play these pieces. But don't you think that's kind of like tools to build narrative? I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's part of it. It's a way of communication. Yeah. That's why we love Nick. He's like, but you know, it still relates. It's but it's, still, but it's, <laughs> it's so Nick. It's so Nick. No, it's great. I, I think of the pieces, or you know, the, the slower ones as being very atmospheric as well. I mean, where where you're not, it's it's not a yeah, not necessarily a narrative per se, but this sense of of a, a space or a, or a place or you know a, a mindset and character. I think he really builds like really distinct characters. I mean, especially some of them I like, it's actually weird for me to watch the one, the tongue tied muse, because like I start getting tense just watching me like, uh, 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 uh. it's like really watching someone stutter. And it's like, it's, I don't know, it's so visceral. Like you could almost imagine this person as a literary character or something. I really liked the one with all the like the ricochets and the glisses. I was like, that's yeah. nice. <laughs> David, I'm glad to see your cat. I, I originally yes. was muting myself because my cat was just like meowing really loud. Oh no! <laughs> she just she's in. cool now. She might be contributing to the conversation. <laughs> and she's welcome. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely welcome. Um, so let's move forward towards uh, Karen Tanaka's Song of Songs. This is a pretty interesting. Uh, piece in many respects um, and, and uh, the story behind it. So, I mean, just in case people don't know what the Song of Songs is, uh, Yasuko or Nick um, or both of you, why don't you um, just, just tell us what, uh, what the inspiration is for this piece? You wanna go? You want me to go? I mean, it, originally we programmed it for our chamber music series in Chicago called Ch Chamber Music at Bethany, little plug there. Uh, and we did that entire program. Um, around the Song of Songs about Song of Solomon. And so every p single piece of music we programmed on that night um, has something to do with Solomon. Yeah, and for people that might not know about the piece um, so, or about the Song of Solomon, so it's this, um, it's this kind of epic poem that's at the end of the Bible. And it's in a completely different form than the rest of it. It's basically erotic love poetry at the end of the Bible. And it, I mean, it starts with, you know, the kisses of the mouth and like, it's really like, it's like, what I is like this? to lead with this here? in Bible school, by the way, because I might have stuck around if I knew that that was going to come. Right, right. That's after they confirm you that they that's, like. Going to, back to your day. point of being like, sometimes you got to start at the end so that you really know if you want right. to stay around. Right. <laughs> so the idea of the twist. Of, like dark, dark skin. <laughs> Touching me, I mean. It oh is, yeah, your breasts are like two gazelles. Yeah, you know I mean like gazelles. 
like gazelles, you know. <laughs> Why not? Very active breasts. So, <laughs> um, yeah, maybe it is the consolation prize to getting to the end of the Bible. I don't know. Um, but so, but it's basically like this poem of love, and and so you know, getting back. It, so people have made a lot about it. You know, what is this doing here? But also the way that theologians have like gotten around that over the centuries have been like, oh, well, they're not talking, they're talking about platonic love, they're talking about love for God. It's like, eh. But if you go that direction, I mean, it really is like a very visceral description of love. And I think this is what Karen Tanaka does in this piece. It's, it's a really, it's a really evocative piece. It's, it's, it's a slow unfolding of these really just beautiful gestures, um, relatively gentle for the most part. Um, it's just a beautiful, beautiful piece. Mm -hmm. You don't necessarily have to know anything about the Song of Songs to, to have this piece work, which I think is always the great hallmark of any piece. I mean, it's along with David's piece, like you don't need to know about that story for it to, you know, I mean, well, you'll hear the story. We can talk about that a little later, but, but still, I mean, like even without that story, like it tells you something with just the music. It's, mm -hmm. Uh, we're going to listen to uh, Song of Songs and we'll come back and continue our conversation.
Wow. Beautiful. Gorgeous. Yeah, that's a beautiful piece. I mean, for, you know, uh, for a sexy uh, love tale at the end of the Bible there. <laughs> well, that's the Bible tale. She's, I know, like, I started out ribald, but really she's channeling the, uh, the lo- like, deep sense of love. Yeah. It's really yeah. what that piece is about. That's great. Beautiful, beautiful. Uh, what instruments are playing the uh, backing track? That is a great question for Karen uh, Tanaka. And, like, I've actually been emailing her over the past couple of days. Um, and she might even be listening. I hope so. Hi, Karen, if you are. Um, I mean, I think it's it's just, it's electronic samples largely with a couple, what sounds to me like some Kirtali hits yeah. sprinkled in and then like maybe some gongs and some other things. Great. Yeah. Yeah, it took me to a whole other headspace. Uh, I'm, I'm a different human now than I was. <laughs> we <laughs> all are. Probably a good thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. And actually, that reminds me of another question I failed to ask earlier, which is what is the uh, percussion um, on Natalie's piece that you played at the beginning of the show? You know, actually, it's just like a really heavily processed vocal sample. They're every, all of the sounds that you hear are voices in one way or another. So, Oh, that's super cool. Um, all right, well, we're moving towards David's piece, uh, the last piece that we have on the program tonight. And uh, David's piece is, is interesting because it actually is a story. There is a narrative there. So David, why don't we start just by, uh, tell us, um, you know, who the, who's speaking and what the story is. Uh, yeah, so, um, and this guy was still there. It tells the story of Amber Ferenz, uh, who was an Arabic linguist in the army. And while, um, at sergeant school came out to her superior officer and was thrown out. This is during the don't ask, don't tell period. Um, and she originally told me this story as part of a number of stories uh, that she contributed to my opera soldier songs and uh, soldier songs falls into sort of three areas of, of soldiers experience. Um, looking at basic training, looking at combat, looking at life after the military. And this really just stood out as its own, completely unique uh, story among the stories that I had been told uh, by those I interviewed. And so going back actually to something we said earlier about the idea of taking something and putting it aside, this was something where I said, I don't want to try to force this into soldier songs. It's its, its own special and beautiful thing. It's, and I think it has a very spiritual quality to it. And so I sort of put it aside and said, someday I'm going to do something like this. Um, that opportunity came uh, in 2009-2010 when Todd Reynolds, violinist, asked me to write a piece for him. And after a lot of discussion, um, I played this interview for him and I said, I think this would be a really interesting piece. And he agreed and we sort of got to work on it. Um, And then fast forward, Nick, I don't remember exactly what year it was that you just, I think you and Todd had sort of worked up this new version of it or you had worked it up and Todd was helping with Ableton as, as Todd is amazing. Yeah. Uh, is well, so Ableton he and I both teach at Bang on a Can uh, Summer Music Festival. And so, and he had come out with that on his album and I'd heard it and he'd played it live. And one of the first thoughts I had was, wow, this would work so well on cello. And at first I was like, oh, I don't want to steal it from Todd. But Todd was like overjoyed. It's like, oh no, here, please. Like, you know, yeah, go for it. And so, um, you know, we talked about it and I showed him what I'd done. He's like, here's what you should change a little bit of. And uh, so, yeah, it was great. And it does work really well for cello. 
it turns out. Yeah, that's such weird. a Nick. Nick is like out to like get rid of all the other string instruments, just so you know. I'm gonna let everybody in this circle know that. Oh, Look out, if you're a violist, watch your back. <laughs> <laughs> He's coming for that rep. He is coming for it. <laughs> that's just stealing it back. Really. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, David, um, back to the composer. Nick is like stealing from the composer too. <laughs> <laughs> So David, you have this narrative, you have this story. Um, how much in, in, the, in the music that you put around this, were you, re were you responding to the sounds of her voice and adding sounds that you knew would go along with that well? How much were you responding to the story that she's telling? Um, how much underscoring, how much you know, part of it? Yeah, so the process for this piece was really interesting. It was, um, you know, the sort of deal I made with Todd was that I would write this piece for him and he would teach me how to use Ableton, right? So that was the sort of like the arrangement. And so this is the first piece I ever, first music I ever made in Ableton. And I really focused on the sort of backing track. I focused on um, the sort of musical elements and also the placement of where Amber's story, where and how Amber's story would be told. And then I gave that to Todd and I said, let's try something. I want to make this as idiomatic as possible. I want to make it feel as organic as possible for the player. So um, why don't we, um, why don't you improvise? Todd's a great improviser. And I said, why don't you just record five takes of you improvising to this, this track that I had made and see what you come up with. And then I'll take those sessions and I will chop them up and I will rearrange them and I will like sort of build a violin part, a solo part out of that. And um, what ended up happening is that certain things that he improvised ended up staying on the track. So there are these moments where there are these sort of duets that kind of emerge. And those were things that he maybe did similar gestures at the same time in each improvisation take or, or at different times in the take. And I sort of connected them. And it sort of was, it was built pretty collaboratively in that way. Um, it's, only, it's, actually, it's interesting, it's one of the only, this piece and then this piece, um, Hold My Tongue, that just came out on this Beck Plexus record are, are the only two pieces that were really built this collaboratively in this sort of uh, studio kind of way. Um, but hopefully it, it results in something that feels really good to play. All right, well, uh, let's have a listen. This is And the Sky Was Still There, performed by Nick Potinos. The first thing I remember after getting through all the military initial processing at the what's called the MEPS Center, that's the initial entry point. Mine was in Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, was a lot of standing around and a lot of yelling. We stood and stood and stood. We stood in line because we stood in line for no reason. We stood in line to eat. We stood in line to go places. We stood in line to get blood, to get shot, to get our clothes. We stood in line just for the sheer joy of standing in line. And in those lines, there was no talking. There was very little movement. We, we hadn't started basic training yet. We were still doing what is called reception um, before the actual training takes place. And I think that whole point of reception, besides all those initial processing things, like getting all those appointments taken care of, um, was to learn how to stand. People were kicking me in the 
closeted in the military is unbelievably difficult. She was in the Navy, I was in the Army. You have to act as if nothing's wrong when people bash on gays all around you. You have to sort of go with it or it will come down on you too. We were in Arabic class together. Um, we fell for each other really, really hard. If you tell, you get an honorable discharge. If they ask, and you tell, you get a dishonorable discharge. the flight line, there was a chain link fence in front of my car that I parked up against, and the sun was coming in through the front window, and I felt very warm and very cozy, and I could see the dust motes in my car and the sunlight, and it was beautiful, and I'm looking at that fence and the sky and the flight line, and being exhausted, and it was like everything stopped, time just stopped, the dust motes hung suspended, and I heard a voice that said to me, If you care about the state of your soul, if you care about anything at all, if you want to continue to be a good person, get out. You don't have much time. Get out. Get out now. And then the dust note started up again. And the sky was still there. And the chain moved again. needed to get out of the army.
transition back to civilian life, I decided to go hiking. My lover and I hit the Appalachian Trail. I spent about three months out in the woods and watched spring happen all around me, and I tried to figure out what I was going to do next. Good job, Nick. Hey, that looks great. Hey. Awesome music. Thanks. It's interesting th thinking about some of the stuff we've been talking about with storytelling and remembering the process of, of actually dealing with this block of audio and, and in that middle section sort of interjecting, you know, she was in the army, I was in the, you know, like the little clarifying moments that help to deliver the, the larger narrative kind of that process kind of came back and what we had to remove what we had to keep. Mm. It was an F-bomb we had to edit out so that could be radio <laughs> friendly. <laughs> I miss it every time I hear it. <laughs> well, I, someday maybe I can record the, uh, yeah. the original. <laughs> edited version, yeah. Uncut, director's yeah. cut. I liked how the, the, um, uh, the narrative was so deadpan uh, and Nick seemed to be sort of channeling the the undergirding emotions that we're only hearing by reading between the lines. Yeah, it's, it's in a way it describes such an ordinary moment that, but the ramifications of that ordinary moment are so huge um, in the life of this, this individual, this, you know, I was gonna say character, but this real human being, um, and then placed in the context of controversial military policy and being in the military. I mean, the sort of the stakes are higher and higher but it's just, a, it's just this one moment where your life changes, right? I mean, that everyone sort of has this one moment, sometimes not something that seems at the time all that significant, but everything is different after that. And I think that was one of the things that really drew me to this, this story, that it's just, you know, after this, the dust motes froze, there was kind of no turning back, right? That was it. it was, life was, had changed for her. Um, yeah. Well, uh, wherever people are watching uh, from the comfort of your couch, as we now say, all these new phrases that we have, uh, let's give a big hand, please, for Yasuko Ora, piano, and Nick Votino's cello, please. Uh, thank you guys so much for your artistry. Um, I mean, just really incredible. And, and, and uh, I, I don't know, putting those videos together, they look fantastic. They sound fantastic. Thank you. Um, I can't tell you how much I, and I think I, I speak for all of us, really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Yeah, my pleasure. And thanks for letting me uh, hang out with the band. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so we're, we're at the end of the program here. We're going to respect this 90-minute uh, time limit that I arbitrarily made up right now. <laughs> uh, so, uh, but, but let's just do a couple quick plugs. Um, John, am I insane, or do you have a novel coming out soon? Uh, I have a new book coming out in a year. Uh, two new books, actually. A novel called Subdivision and a story collection called Let Me Think. But if you're interested in, uh, the, I think I, the novel I was talking about earlier is my recently published one uh, called Broken River which you can get at uh, the um, coronavirusly closed indie bookstore near you. Maybe they'll leave it out on the curb for you. You can order it on their website and pick it up uh, very safely, observing the, the proper rules and regulations. I Please. read Broken River. It's an awesome book. Um, so Thanks, I recommend it. 
And uh, Natalie and David will both be on the Bang on a Can Marathon this Sunday. Uh, Natalie, you want to tell us about that a little bit? or? Uh, sure. Yeah, I think it's actually serendipitous that David and I will be in the same hour. Um, the The whole marathon starts at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, our music will be in the 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time uh, hour. But it's worth, first of all, the lineup is insane. Like, insane. so good. So much good music to be heard every minute of it. So I'm going to be tuned in. And I think that we're also going to be filtering in some surprise interviews, conversations. <laughs> Maybe I'm going to be in one. So stay tuned. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's just an awesome way just to hear a bunch of incredible music. Uh, so pour your cocktails, your mocktails, get your snacks, have a seat, put it on, throw it on, watch it, come back, listen. Um, I've been doing a lot of that on Sundays, so I encourage it. And this is going to be so good. So hopefully everyone tunes in. Great. And for those of you watching in Chicago, hopefully, um, Yasuko and Nick can get their Chamber Music at Bethany series going in the fall. All right. Is that right? The fall? Yeah. So in the fall, we had to postpone. We had concerts uh, in March and also coming up in May that had to be postponed. I did want to mention, and this is actually uh, beneficial if you liked what you heard tonight. Uh, so Bandcamp, uh, right for today only until midnight, um, anything you buy through there, 100% um, goes to the artist. They're waiving their fee. So my album... <laughs> Right. I came out with in 2017 that has uh, David Taylor's piece on it as well as many as well as the Norman uh, came on that also um, Natalie's uh, album is also on Bandcamp yes thank you yes, yes. go buy that go buy it <laughs> this is the time go do it if you like what you heard do it this now. Is the time. yeah Cool. All right. And uh, sign up for the Relevant Tones podcast at your reputable podcast dealer, uh, Apple, Spotify, <laughs> wherever they are. Remember the days when you had to go out in a, a parking lot behind the 7-Eleven to get podcasts? <laughs> Kids don't even know these days. <laughs> Oh, Natalie, John, David, this was, I needed this. This was, uh, this was really good. Thank you, Seth. Thanks, this was Seth. so Thank great. You. Thanks for having me. Thank all right, guys, stay safe, stay sane, connected, all that good stuff. Um, see you soon. Bye. Take care. Yeah. All right.